0: John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. Welcome 2019. How are you guys? Good, Tommy. Hey,
1: Troy. Good to... Very good. I hear, Tom, you're doing it tough up at uh, Byron Bay. It's a poor thing you are.
0: I have to say, John, I'm looking out into the Byron Bay beach. Um, and I know that you're probably uh, not at that sort of environment and Troy's definitely not. So... Isn't it fantastic that we've been able to get this Zencast uh, product, which allows me to keep um, relaxing and you guys to keep working? I've got to
2: tell you, Tommy, I was uh, recently overseas where it was very cold and you did a Sunday night rant. I think it was on the promenade or close to the water in Byron Bay, it must have been last Sunday. Yes. And I was so jealous because it just looked so, <laughs> absolutely amazing where you were and everyone was walking past and they are in their board shorts and they had their hats on and sun cream. And I just thought, I'm here in the cold and you're there enjoying the sun. So I'm very jealous of you, mate, at the moment, taking some time out and enjoying
0: the break. <laughs> it's, look, it's, it's a great part of the world. And I've got to say, including the McGrath guys, a guy yesterday I was talking to, I think his name's Nick West, um, um, they're just... The real estate agents here in Byron, I have to say, are pretty sharp. I mean, you make an inquiry, they come back to you within moments, they follow it up with an email or text message. I think they're they under the understanding that they've got their grand slam season at the moment and uh, they're as sharp as any agents I've seen in, um, across Australia. Yeah, and
1: yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. There's been some good agents there for a, for a long, long time. It might have been Nick Dunn that you were...
0: Nick Dunn, sorry, Nick Dunn. That's the the one.
1: Principal's up there. Nick Nick and Ian, great, great team. But there's been a lot of great agents well before we moved into the the era up there. There's been a history of good agents, and uh, so that's not surprising. It's good to hear. But that Tom suggests to me that you're looking at making an investment up there, perhaps up (laughs) (laughs) waterfront. You've let
0: that
1: out of the bag now.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm banking on a major sponsorship deal for MDA Podcast for 2019 (laughs) 2020. So we'll have to talk about this afterwards, Troy. But John, I'm you know when we were talking yesterday about the topic that we should start off talking about in 2019, um, just that sentence that you gave, which was, "Let's talk about some effortless um, hacks for growth that are going to allow the." Our, our listeners, our 10,000 or 12,000 listeners, able to understand that you can have a great real estate life and it doesn't have to be this draining grind and this draining um, emotional hard hustle work that you can actually have it enjoyable and fun and still make a lot of money in real estate and have a great life. John, what have you got to say about that?
1: Yeah, well, look, I think there's no doubt that hard work is an ingredient for success, especially in the earlier formative period of your your career. So, um, but, you know, Pete Clutter, who we all loved at ARIC last year, you know, talks about the law of least effort. And and I think I wanted to focus on that with us today. How can you grow your business this year? Because for a start, if you turn up on the 1st of January, 1st of February, whenever you're back, and do what you did last year, as we know, you'll get what you got last year. And for some people that's okay, other people it's disappointing, other people it could see them out of the industry. Um, so what we want is to maximise potential. That's a whole part of our mantra and vision for this podcast for all our members, and I know you're the same with your real estate gym, Tommy, is you know, h- how do we help people maximise their potential, but how do we help them do it smarter? So you know, we use the word leverage a bit, and, and today I kind of wanted to you know, have us have that discussion is what are a number of things that agents... Can be doing that will will leverage uh, and allow them to achieve much more with either no more effort or potentially less effort. Because Doctor Fred always talks about how do you two x your business and do and work five hundred hours less. So that's kind of a nice starting point, which sounds for a lot of people like Disneyland. But doubling your business is is far from unachievable. Anyone that did two hundred last year can do four hundred. Anyone that did a million can do two million. So it, it's it's absolutely guaranteed, set in stone. We've seen many people double, triple, quadruple their business in a short space of time, even a year. So that's unarguable. So then when Dr. Fred talks about the 500 hours less, that kind of sounds fantasy until you work out that that's 10 hours a week less for most people. And you look at that, time and you say, well, hang on, I reckon I'm working 60, but reality is I'm probably working 20 effective hours or what we call dollar productive hours. Or Dr. Fred gave us that phrase. Um, so the, the question is how do we get people focused on, and, and I love your concept, Tommy, which which you coined a while ago, is you know how do you become an attraction agent? Because ironically, Tom and Troy, I, I think prospecting, and, and I, I want to sound controversial here in a way, and I'll explain it. I think prospecting is for the birds. If you're in the real estate industry, you need to be focusing on becoming the person that everyone flocks to. If you're still doing two or three hours prospecting every day, that's kind of nice at a startup phase. But if you're a year, two years, three years in the industry and you're having to do that, that signifies to me that in your day to day execution of your work, managing buyers, managing sellers, you're actually not doing it well enough because you should have a Bank of Leeds and an army of raving fans, all telling everyone, "Just deal with Troy Malpin He's the only person you got to ring. He'll look after you." <clears throat> so, I mean, just I'm happy to start at that point, Tommy. And, and, and I'm crediting this one to you, of course. But it's become an attraction agent in 2019. Have a hard look at yourself and say, "What do I need to be doing? How do I need to be doing it? Who do I need to be as a person?" to have the community flock to us, because at any given point in time, there's 12% of the community roughly buying and selling. We know there's about 6% of people going to sell their house, but that means there's about 6% of people want to buy their house. In most areas, most of the buyers will come from not that far away, so you've probably got the ability to touch and influence them as well. So one in eight people you speak to see today are going to be buyers or sellers and I'm not saying treat them well because of that because that's coming from the wrong place, but I'm saying that's the reality. Everyone you meet with, everyone you connect with, everyone that observes you get in and out of your car, have a coffee, go to the restaurant, you know, go to the local footy match, you know, whatever, is a potential customer. So the first thing is that I'm going to encourage everyone to do is step up into your greatness and 24-7, 365, just be an amazing individual in the community. That alone will double your business, I reckon, before all the other things we're going to talk about. But anyway, that's kind of like a starting point for the conversation. Perhaps shift from being a prospecting agent to an attraction agent would be my sort of, yeah, step one.
0: So, um, John and Troy, one of the lines that I constantly use when I'm talking about attraction is, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So how can we allow our listeners today that, let's assume that they haven't been working 15 years in real estate where they've got, you know, an array of raving fans that they've touched on and they've told their friends and family about them. Let's talk about the person that's been doing it a few years. I'd love to go down and look at some um, strategies that you'd love the agents in 2019 to take their score of attraction from, say, a 5 or 6 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10. What are some of the actual things that they could do?
1: Um. Well, I think starting with the point of, you know, just be at your best at all times, how do you expand that? Well, I think video now, Tom, and you use it brilliantly as you do social platforms, I think video and social are the leverage tools. You've got the ability to, and God, someone was telling me, Joe Rogan, who I know you're a fan, you guys both. I was listening to something, Joe Rogan, early this morning, and I think he has 90 million people listen to his Vlogs, or does that sound right to you guys? Well, yeah. it was actually said by someone on his program to him. They were saying, "Look, I know you get ninety million viewers to each of your podcasts or whatever their equivalent is." And I'm just thinking, okay, there you got a guy Joe Rogan who was kind of five minutes ago, no one knew, and he went to to vlog. What do you call it, Troy? What does he call his? Yeah,
2: it's a it's a it's a vlog, or it's a daily episode, or it's it's just it's documented videos.
0: So all, all, all he does is he does a podcast every few days. He strips the sound from the podcast and puts that on uh, the iTunes store or other platforms like we do, and he's also got a YouTube show. So he's got the same thing. So, I yep. mean, John. And I was watching
1: he, a YouTube show, and I'm thinking, well, hang on, here's a guy that's gone from unknown to 90 million people a week watch him, which is more people than watch probably every television station in in uh, in America kind of combined through video <laughs> so it's actually video and content so that's the, they're the thing you got video and social and just to give people a distinction they are platforms as we know so they are ways you can distribute your product which is in a way in this industry yourself so the, but the next thing is content so what do you put on it so I would say to people become masterful at social and masterful at Video, because um, they're kind of you know, two, two, two platforms, if you will. YouTube's a platform, and, and Facebook's a platform. But then content. Get away from this ego-based stuff, because that's not that that care. People care less about the ego stuff with you. In fact, it turns them off. What people want to know is what's happening in my community that's relevant to me. So develop some really sharp um, uh, content pieces. Here's what's happening. Leading up to the election, I want to let you know there are five things I think is going to happen in the real estate industry this year as a result of the election. Here's a quick wrap of what's happened in your community this week or this month. So leverage yourself through um, video and through social. And also, I think everyone should be using video to promote their properties. I think a property without a floor plan, without a video is missing out on, on a lot and without a price guide. For me, they're the three big ticks, price guide, floor plan and video. But with your video, don't don't just kind of let let the cameraman walk through. I would want to sell the property and introduce it because again, if three thousand people look at that property during the campaign and you're there fronting it like Kevin McLeod from Grand Designs, not in a not in a silly way, but you've got to develop some skills around presenting your home, and most of our listeners have got those skills. So I'd be saying to people, great, welcome to 10 Smith Street. Thanks for coming in and having a look at the virtual tour. I'm just going to show you a few rooms and then I'll let you discover it yourself. But there's three rooms in particular that I think really are great reasons to come and inspect this home with me this week. Boom, boom, boom. And then you get the cameraman to film them. You do a voiceover. You don't hog it. It's not about me, 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 look at me. But it is about showing that you're a damn sales professional. You're good at this. You're, you know, you can... Pull out points, you can describe properties. Because if I'm thinking of selling my property, I'm going on to realestate.com and domain to have a look at what else is selling like mine. I'm clicking on the videos and I'm actually subconsciously or consciously very aware of of how articulate and persuasive the agent is. So we're talking about leverage before, Tommy. So if if you're working 60 hours and Dr. Fred says, well, why don't you bring it back to 50 and W business at the same time? Well, Whack a, a, a vendor invested, because vendors should be investing in their marketing, a vendor um, paid video on every property, convince the vendors of the merits, because there are great merits as a seller, and go on and present it. That means there might be another two or 3,000 people every week looking at your salesmanship, and it takes you no longer, or it might take you 20 minutes to film it up front. That's about it. So look for opportunities to leverage what you do, and utilise platforms, technology, and digital platforms that are out there. That will that would that'd be really brilliant to do that. So that'd be kind of my next way of. But yeah, so it starts with brand you, you Inc. Being the best you can be, twenty four seven, being generous, being on your game, presenting yourself properly, being interested in others. That's the you Inc. Then you turbocharge it through things like social media pro uh, programs, uh, platforms, things like YouTube, things like video these are the ways that you can do that
2: the other side of it john and tom is the fact that there's very low or minimal barriers to entry on social media and video the platforms are free you can use your iphone and it's just about beginning it's not necessarily about making it polished people actually like that authenticity coming through on those videos so the faster the content that you get out there the better the results and you're exactly right john If you have a lot of content out there, people will be searching you online before they meet you in person. We know that. Anywhere from six months to 18 months before they introduce themselves at an open for inspection, they're going to be knowing about you. They're going to be going online and they're going to be searching or they're going to be Googling your name. So if you don't have that strategy in place, you're going to miss the opportunity to even leave an impression or create a moment with that um, client when you start. So that's the kind of bit where we're really driving the traffic and the attraction to an
1: agency and an agent right now. 100% agree, but do it in a humble value add. You know, none of this chest beating about, look at me, I've won this award, I'm the best agent, I've sold the most properties. Because you know, to be quite honest, people are sick and tired of that. The world is changing. If you can't look at Brexit and Trump and other things that are happening and saying that there is a shift, and I'm not saying by the way all of them are good because I'm a, I'm not a great fan of Trump, but people are kind of becoming sick and tired of the old political speak. And I think in our industry, people are becoming sick and tired of the old agent ego. Oh, I'm the best and I'm the biggest and I'm the this and I'm the that. People want to say, what can you tell me that's helpful and useful for me? Because I'm thinking of buying, I'm thinking of selling. So, you know, let's get into that humility. That's a part of your personal brand. Uh, And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of amazed. I don't go into any detail about it, but the number of agents that sort of take this incredibly Self interested focus and to the way they're promoting themselves, and I would only, you know, if I would, I would discourage them from, from that. This is not about you. This is so, about the customer.
0: So and we John need- and Troy, one of the things every time I look at a post from someone in real estate, the question I ask myself: Has this got a commission breath filter attached to it, or is this a customer centric post? And what you'll find is if you're an agent that's listening to this, just before you go on and just post something, think to yourself, um, it's not what I think that matters. It's what my audience thinks that matters. And I think uh, putting that filter in, has this got commission breath? Is this about me or is this about um, my audience? Is going to help you make better posts and create better content.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, really, really. Now, John,
0: I want to ask you a little bit about, you've always been, when when you were in real estate, you weren't this guy that would sit in front of a phone for four hours making hundreds and hundreds of calls to strangers, but you very intelligently aligned yourself with shot callers in a marketplace, people that had influence, and um, these people were very critical in the exponential growth of, of McGrath's. I'd love you to, you know, share with us, how can agents work better with influencers slash shot callers?
1: Yeah, it's funny, Tommy, I and thank you for saying that. And, and by the way, I'm still in real estate, but uh, that's a little slip of the tongue. But uh, so, yeah, you know, for me, it wasn't it strategic it was kind of like I was 20 years of age I was working in an area where I had no contacts and and no market share and I was kind of half the age maybe a third of the age of most of the principals so I had to kind of do something so I started with just giving people the best service experience that I could and and what I found as it went through and this was kind of organic and a bit naive as I did that I found that that was, A, very appealing in the market. People liked it and it felt like they weren't getting it before because, you know, people started wanting to use your service and deal with you more often. B, is it kind of – as certain people I was able to offer that service to, they started sending a lot of their friends to me. And, like, hopefully all people that dealt with me would feel comfortable referring a friend. But there are others – there was a select few that seemed to like refer a lot of people. You know, I remember some of them. You know, I could count on one a month someone from their social network um, or their their business network that they'd re- refer me to. So I, I then started saying, "Well, okay, um, let's let's start trying to focus on some of these people and 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 even get closer and closer to them." And that happens organically. The more people refer to you, I guess, the more in contact you are. But I started creating an awareness and. It was funny because I was coaching a couple of our guys from the West yesterday and I was saying, you know, you need to have 10 people in your marketplace, you know, that you can really, um, you know, get close to and they could be cafe owners, they could be accountants, they could be strata managers, they could they could be a whole number of people and they show up in different different formats. But, you know, who are the people that, that you know, you can really connect with and uh, they can access you. So, again, we used the word before leverage. The average person knows two hundred eighty-five people is the statistic. So, if I'm good friends of yours, Tom, and I do a good job for you, and I'm a pool salesman, you know, you got two hundred eighty-five friends. One of those has gone on a pool sooner or later, and you'll probably refer them to me. But there are some people that know two and a half thousand people, you know, and because of their database or their business or their longevity in a community, and and they're they're the people that have the ability to spread you know the good word about you faster. So. I think be a bit active in seeking out influencers. And, and I haven't said yet treat them better than anyone else because I actually want you to treat everyone like an influencer because everyone is. But just just develop a, a higher level of frequency with these people. So you might once a month with your influencers take them to breakfast. What a great use of an hour once a month, sit down and just have a, shout someone you know, a breakfast and just talk through what's happening in their life, what's happening in their business, what are they noticing in the community yeah, just sort of shoot the breeze John, a bit John, but stay, stay connected. John, I want to ask so that, you,
0: by around year five, when you were listing and selling real estate, what percentage, just approximately, of your business would have been coming by recommendation? Oh,
1: it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be a right. silly number like 90% because I, I've never done a door knock in my life. I've never done a letterbox drop other than some just sold marketing. I've never done, you know, contact me if you think of selling your house. I've never done a, a, a prospecting drive for me it was yeah you know, just the way that I developed referral and I found that it was a great it was pleasurable because people were ringing me rather than me sitting on the phone for two hours ringing people that I'd never met before and arguably annoying them and distracting them some of them, not all of them, some of them I was able to serve as clients and then all of a sudden you you look at your diary and you've got ten auctions running simultaneously, and then every auction you're meeting you know, 10 people a week or 15 people a week, and then that compounds and you're serving those 100 people well and all of a sudden you become the agent of choice. That's the attraction agent bit. So you know, I really wanted people to embrace that whole concept of raving fans, leveraging your network, and and also, Tom and Troy, networking. In, I mean, networking kind of feels like an old-fashioned word, but you've got to get to the events. You've got to, you've got to go to play, join the Chamber of Commerce, get to the events that that are happening in your community, and meet people. I've seen so many salespeople and agents as well. They go to events and they sit in the table with the person they came to the event with and they watch a speaker for an hour and then they leave. I mean, the opportunity is to go and introduce yourself, not just to your table, the surrounding tables, and meet people and look for commonality and and just kind of get, be interested in people. And I think that's really, really critical. So, net, get out there and just meet more people okay. every single day. I want to day. touch
0: on... Um two things that you said that we know that in some markets it's extremely challenging, but you've also indicated uh, when we had our brief about today's podcast that you believe that there's two things that an agent should really focus on towards the start of this year, and that is their fee and also their team. Let's talk about those two things, John.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't got a team, that means you're delegating everything to yourself, which means you're working on a lot of non-dollar productive activities. So I think you have to get in the mindset for you to significantly and rapidly grow your business. You will need at some point, maybe today, to invest in someone to help. And the days of agents being single operators and doing everything themselves, I think are open because... I think agents are getting themselves really well organised so all they're doing is prospect list sell and everything else and there is a lot of other stuff that goes with being in real estate is done by a team member and in some instances several team members. So I think um, yeah, the right time to build a, a, a team is going to be different for kind of everyone but I think if you're, if you're serious about building you know, your business, you're going to have to surround yourself with one, two or three people eventually. Now, by the way, I think people can build teams too big as well But if you want to build a million dollar business, you're going to need at least one person to help you would be my view. Um, So I think that's really critical. The second one is fees, Tommy. Well, um, I think because we've been in a period of kind of tighter stock, a lot of agents have got into a really bad habit of they're just capitulating to the lowest figure and just racing in there, and they're not defending their fees. And most agents I'm talking to nowadays, depending which city you're talking to, but, you know, I'm saying, what's your average fee? And they're saying 1.3%, 1.4%, 1.6%, um, especially in the big metro areas. And and my view is, A, that's too low. Uh, I think that if you're providing exceptional service and getting brilliant results, you kind of need to be higher than those numbers. Um, and, and B is if, if you just do the same number of transactions this year as you did last year and we're we're going to try and coach our people up to do more than that but if you do the same number and you increase it by 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 percent which is very doable if someone's signing up with you at 1.6 percent they'll sign up with you at 1.75 if they're signing you at 1.8 they'll sign up at two guaranteed they want you if you say to them well I'm going to shift my fees from one and a half to two and a half well you are going to lose some business because that's a fair leap if that's been the, the the fee you've been going out with but just by incrementally increasing and committing to a slightly higher fee, you know, you could, because at a percentage wise, you know, 0.2% for some people is going to be 15% increase for doing no more work. So I think you do that. And and Tommy, we mentioned in the preamble um, mastering the art of listing. Now we know this and everyone will say, yeah, 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 I get it. But you are going to call it 50 listings a year, one a week, maybe. And, if you are a black belt at listing, you'll get 40, 45. If you are, I don't know, what's the next belt down, Troy? Brown belt, yellow? Red, red, brown, yellow, I think. I don't know. If you're the next next belt down, you might get 35. And if you're you're a kind of a novice, you might get 10. Reality is you're going to go to the same number. Well, you, you went to the same number of listings. The question was, how proficient were you when you're at the listing? So It takes no more time being a black belt other than some initial investment in in getting yourself up to speed, turning up to 50 listings to being a a white belt. But one of them, you're going to get 45 and one of them, you're going to get five. And there's a significant difference. So I really want everyone to go back to kind of basics and say, what have I got to do to win every listing? You'll never win every listing, but let's aim for that. That's our, our benchmark. And... And really refocus because if you're arriving and you're a 9 out of 10 lister and you're getting 9 out of 10 listings as opposed to 6, that's going to be a 50% increase in your business. Well, it's actually going to be more because you'll get 50% more listings. But of course, the flow-on effect and the multiplier effect and the domino effect that comes with increasing your market share by awareness and signboards and ads and digital and social that kind of proliferates your marketplace is probably going to have you quadruple your business in the next 12 months if you get 50% more of the listings you're going for. If you can go from a 50% um, strike rate at listing to a 75% strike rate, that won't increase your business by by 50% half again. That'll actually increase it by two or three times because we know the flow on effect of meeting more buyers, meeting more sellers, having more signboards actually is prolific when you go out three, six, nine, twelve 12 months. So um, I, I just sharpen the saw around that particular skill and detail. Well, the activity, John,
2: creates more opportunity. And I think very early on in when we started recording MDA, both you and Tom mentioned that price somewhat becomes more irrelevant when value is greater. So the more value you create, people will be attracted to use you and your services. So price and the fee of changing of point one, point two percent over an extended period of time, if you show enough value, they will be prepared to pay that price.
1: Oh, hundred percent right. In fact I, I know that's one of your favorite quotes, I think, Tommy, one one that I've seen you tweet a couple of times, which is you know, price well, is what you're paying value. Warren Buffett.
0: He 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 thinks that uh, Probably stole it from you. <laughs> I can't believe that man. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really can I, John? I want to um, touch on yeah. the AREC program um, has more or less been finalised, and one of the people that we've got speaking at AREC is someone that is going to help our agents master tough conversations. Some agents find it very difficult to have vendor conversations about the reality of the marketplace. Other real estate agents find it a lot easier. This is an important conversation to have in 2019, isn't it?
1: Yeah, look, I think we've got Scotty Dutton coming who is a homegrown Aussie success expert around kind of the tough conversations and, and how do you deal with these challenges. And I think that's one of the key skills, Tom, and I'm really glad you raised it because if you can get go from being average at having the tough conversations to very good at them, that again, again, it's another 2X effect because most agents are average or below that. And, and that could be at a listing when someone says, yeah, John, yeah, I kind of think you've got a good a good, good approach, but, you know, the other people have told me I'll get a million dollars and, you know, your, your comparables you put in front of me in the early nines. So, yeah, how do you handle that? The next five minutes, the physical response, the words you use, the persuasiveness, the integrity, authenticity that you actually have in that next five minutes is critical to winning or losing the business. So... Uh, And and it could be also along the way because we we, we know that it's not uncommon that we list a property and we expect X and all of a sudden the market is kind of saying, well, it's a bit less than X, Tom. We're not going to quite pay you X and you've got to have that sensitive and sometimes hard conversation with a vendor that's hoping they're going to get X or more. So that was one of the reasons we decided at, at, at ARIC when you and I have been talking a lot with the ARIC team over the last few weeks is we really need an expert to bring in that sort of level. And um, I know that we've talk, spoken, Troy, about Susan Scott and Fierce Conversations. I would recommend people get that book or, uh, you know, download the book or download whatever Susan does. She's very good. And Scott is, is in a sense, in a sense an equivalent of, of the Susan um, stuff in Australia. So I think that's going to be really exciting. If we can get our listeners, our MDA podcast listeners, to get better at having those conversations, turning up the same number of listings with the the ability to handle tougher conversations and also taking forward your listings and the ability to have you manage the expectations and the sensitive bits of a listing better is going to take you to a whole new level. If you wrap all this stuff that we've spoken about this morning up, Tommy, I mean, we're talking about 10X, we're not talking about 2X. Um, But the question, of course, is what do people do from today because the the, the year has started um, and uh, it's really really critical there's a guy that I'd love to have on this podcast and and I think you might know and Troy I know of him um i a guy called Jeff Jowett and mm. um yeah you know, that that's that three month thing it's really about you know if you're struggling now it means you kind of three months ago weren't on your game and if you're if you're not on your game today in three months it's going to kind of show up and appear for you uh, and, and that's really important so all the stuff we're talking about today if you implement it all today tomorrow won't be any different not much different. But I gotta tell you three months will be radically different if you start stacking some of these things on top of each other and you start using YouTube and you start getting better at social and you start getting better at the tough conversations and you increase your fee by point 0.1% and commit to it and you know, you stack those things on top, it becomes the, you know, the two, three, four, five X effect once it's compound so it's really not not just taking one of these things in isolation it's looking at all of the ideas and saying will they work for you well let's check it out and see and let's put them all into a into a a plan and start today
2: the great thing about January as well John and Tom is the fact that we still we're not in the busy cycle of real estate so there's not as many open for inspections there's not as many auctions people aren't in that real estate space uh, where it's a grind as yet so there's a lot more time to get these plans in place and start implementing and recording videos and creating social posts and adding value and really designing cool. 2019 to be your best year ever in real estate
1: yeah Troy, it's kind of too late to fix january but it's not too late to fix march right correct so if you're sitting there saying god i've got no listings and i'm sitting here and i Forget it. Move on. Reality is maybe in September, October, you should have been prospecting better or attracting or giving better service. But whatever it is, you can't change it. You can change how your business is going to look in two to three months if you start doing these things with the right intent and the right energy and following through and getting organized and all these kind of good stuff. Um, you know, so that would be, you know, I guess, my advice for, for the team. Uh, and hopefully some of the stuff we've spoken through this morning hits the mark
0: beautifully said guys we've got another 50 of these to do in 2019 (laughs) so what we'll do is um we'll uh, firstly thank you it's good to see you back look forward to working with you throughout the year to our listeners we want to wish you the best real estate year of your life and we look forward to talking to you next week thank you john thank you troy and we'll talk to everyone next week see you guys see you guys thank you